This is Health Dose, a conversational podcast that tackles issues that are important to your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Today, we hope to bring you what you need to know about the pneumonia vaccine. Lydia Watson is the Chief Medical Officer at MidMichigan Health. Health Dose asked Dr. Watson, why is the pneumonia vaccine so important? So it is really considered an important health measure because it helps to substantially decrease pneumococcal disease in the population. And pneumococcal infections are an important cause of not only pneumonia, but other illnesses, hospitalization and death, especially in older adults and those with compromised immune systems. A lot of people know the word pneumonia, but fewer people use the word pneumococcal. Can you explain those two words and what they mean for people who aren't in the health field? Right. And it is actually pretty confusing because pneumonia in general is just an infection of the lungs and it can be caused by both bacteria and viruses. And so what we are talking about today that we refer to as the pneumonia vaccine is the vaccine that prevents streptococcus pneumoniae. And that's a bacteria. And that bacteria can cause not only pneumonia, but it also is responsible for a significant number of cases of meningitis and even ear infections, otitis media. It happens to be the leading bacterial cause of pneumonia worldwide. And we know that if you receive the vaccine, that it can prevent up to 85% of the infections that adults might get from the streptococcus pneumonia bacteria. Pneumococcus is the bacteria that can cause pneumonia. There are both bacteria and viruses that can cause pneumonia. So even for instance, influenza is a virus, COVID is a virus. They both can cause pneumonia. But the pneumonia that we're talking about that is likely to occur worldwide in high numbers is the pneumonia caused by this bacteria, the streptococcus pneumonia. So is that specifically what we're talking about in the vaccine? Is that, is that specifically what we're trying to prevent? Correct. We're trying to prevent pneumonias and infections from this one particular bacteria that actually has a whole bunch of different subtypes. So when we start talking about the vaccine in a little more detail, you'll hear me talking about number of antigens that that particular vaccine works against. That's because there are so many different subtypes of this bacteria. Does the pneumonia vaccine like the influenza vaccine change year to year? No, it doesn't. The pneumovax is probably the one that's been around the longest, and that has always contained 23 antigens against the most common subtypes of the bacteria worldwide. But with evolution and science studying these bacteria, several years ago, we recognized there were new subtypes showing up. And so then the second vaccine was developed called Prevnar 13. That vaccinates against an additional 13 different antigens or subtypes. Do some of those subtypes then change year to year? There's always a possibility that they could become less frequent and new subtypes could potentially develop but the ones that are in these vaccines don't change. So what the vaccine vaccinates against doesn't change. 
So why do health professionals suggest that we get a pneumonia vaccine or certain segments of the population at least get a pneumonia vaccine each year at this time? So pneumonia vaccine is typically a one-time vaccine, although there are recommendations that as we get older, that our ability to maintain immunity after this particular vaccine starts to wane. And so there are many providers now starting to recommend that if you get it at age 65, for instance, and that's who we commonly recommend get it, age 65 or older, if you get it at 65, many providers are recommending that you redose it and get it again in five years or 10 years, and that you may need to get it every five to 10 years again, depending on what your health conditions are at the time. So you mentioned 65 or older. Are there other segments of the population that require the vaccine? And maybe you can tell us the criteria that healthcare providers use to determine whether a person really should get the pneumonia vaccine. Sure. So the recommendation is that all adults age 65 and older should be vaccinated at age 65. Okay. And then Revaccination should be a discussion with your physician if it should be repeated in that five to 10 year range or not. If you're an adult under the age of 65 and you have high risk conditions for getting pneumonia by this bacteria, the Streptococcus pneumoniae, that you may receive it at younger than age 65. So those types of chronic conditions that make you more likely to come into contact and contract this virus or this bacteria are things like heart disease, liver disease, lung disease, diabetes, and even if you have a significant smoking history, that's going to put you at higher risk. Then there's an additional vulnerable population under the age of 65 for other conditions that impact your immune system. So if you were in a car accident and emergently had to have your spleen removed because of trauma, once you don't have your spleen, you are more likely to need to be protected from things like viruses and bacteria and strep pneumonia is one of the things we want to protect you against. So you would get the vaccine starting right after you had your spleen removed and then get it every five years after that. So how do I know which version of the vaccine to get and how often I need to get it or whether I need to get it? So those are all going to be discussions with your primary care provider. And generally, we're recommending, again, that everyone at age 65 or older get the Pneumovax. And the Pneumovax is the vaccine that has protection against the 23 most common subtypes of the bacteria. If you get the second vaccine, which is called Prevnar 13, and that contains 13 additional antigens for the strep uh, pneumonia bacteria, that would be a recommendation by your physician. So not everybody gets Prevnar 13, but everybody gets Pneumovax. Are there persons for whom the vaccine is not recommended? Really, the only people that shouldn't get it are people that have a history of an allergic reaction to either having received the Pneumovax vaccine previously or to any of its components. And we always recommend that you refrain from getting a vaccination if you're sick. So if you have a fever, a sore throat, a cough, think you're coming down with something, you should refrain from getting a vaccine at that time. 
other than that, everyone can get it. And can you tell us how vaccines work in regard to the pneumonia vaccine? Is it similar to the influenza vaccine? Yeah, it's very similar. So you get the injection and then what happens is because it contains those antigens that are in response to the bacteria, it gets injected into your system, usually through an intramuscular injection, and that triggers your body to develop antibodies against the bacteria. So that then if you're exposed to it in the future, you've got the immune response to be able to fight it. And we know that it's at least 85% effective in decreasing significant disease and even death if you have had the vaccine and you then come into contact with the bacteria. The answer to your question is yes, the vaccine works very similarly to all vaccines, whether it's the flu vaccine or any other vaccine that we get. You just have to know what is that vaccine going to protect you from. And so I think the thing that's confusing is the fact that pneumonia can be caused by both bacteria and viruses. Like influenza vaccine will protect you from influenza and influenza pneumonia, but it won't protect you from this pneumococcal pneumonia that is the most common cause of So when you're administering the pneumonia vaccine, you're introducing either dead or weakened bacteria into my system. The question everybody's going to ask is, can I get pneumonia from the vaccine? And, And the answer is no. And in this particular case, it is dead bacteria, but it's not even the whole bacteria. It's pieces of the capsule of the bacteria that are in that vaccine. So when I talk about antigens, it's just a component of the bacteria. And this is sort of teaching your immune system, this is what we're looking for. This is what you should destroy when you see it. Is that correct? That's exactly right. So it is injected into your system. Your immune system that's on alert at all times says, wow, there's something here that we know is foreign to this person's body. So we need to try to mount a response to eliminate it. And once that's happened with a small amount of the material, the next time you're exposed to the whole bacteria, your body will remember how to mount that response and then eliminate the bacteria. That having been said, are there side effects that are associated with the pneumonia vaccine? There can be. They usually tend to be pretty mild and self-limited. So you might get redness or soreness around the injection site in your arm. You could have a low-grade fever. You might feel a little nauseated, have a headache, maybe have chills and muscle aches. But other than that, it typically resolves in a short period of time, a day or two. And as a physician, wouldn't you say that the risk associated with those side effects is in no way in comparison to actually getting pneumonia? That's absolutely correct, because pneumonia from this bacteria can be deadly and it could potentially, like I mentioned earlier, cause other things like meningitis, and that can be very serious as well. Okay, one more time, if you would, doctor, please tell us Who needs the pneumonia vaccine and where should we go if we have concerns about it? So all adults that are 65 years of age or older should be vaccinated. Any adult under the age of 65 
who's determined to have high risk conditions that increase your risk of getting this pneumonia from this bacteria also should be vaccinated even if you're not age 65 yet. And you should get the vaccine either from your primary care physician, or if you don't have a primary care physician, you can call the community health department to get information about vaccinations as well. The other thing that I do want to mention that's really interesting about this particular bacteria is that today the CDC and most primary care providers and pediatricians do recommend the pneumonia vaccine for all children younger than the age of two. So it has actually become a routine part of infant and childhood immunization schedules worldwide. And the children get the Prevnar 13, the one that contains 13 types of antigens. And what is interesting is that over the last decade, we have seen that because of the routine vaccination of kids, those 13 subtypes are very infrequently or less frequently seen in adults now because it's just not circulating in the population. So that's one of the reasons why you don't have to have both Pneumovax and Prevnar as an adult unless you have those high-risk conditions. The only other question that I get sometimes is, okay, I'm going to see my doctor. I need a flu vaccine and I need a pneumonia vaccine. Can I get them both at the same time? And the answer is yes. You can get pneumococcal vaccine with any other vaccine at the same time. We just make sure that we inject it in two different sites. That is MidMichigan Health Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Lydia Watson. Remember, if you have health concerns, the best place to start is your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, go to midmichigan.org slash doctors. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Thank you so much for listening. Check back again soon for another edition of Health Dose.